Welcome to the Revolutionary Insights Podcast number 51. The title of today's podcast is, Is It Okay to Steal? I really just want to be talking about how the schools teach our children that it is okay to steal. And I'm speaking from experience since as a teacher, as a former teacher, I was taught to teach our children that it is okay to steal, and I didn't even know it. That's how subtle that it is. Also, I'm going to give you a little side story about an experience that uh, I had uh, just this past week at an emergency room, and uh, I have a medical exemption for a mask. Uh, the emergency room refused me treatment anyway. So I'll tell that story as well just briefly uh, in the beginning before we actually get into is uh, how the left teaches our children that uh, it's uh, okay to steal. So I also don't want to uh, neglect telling you to go to the website, revolutionaryinsights.com, where you can uh, find a lot of different things. But some of the things you can do on the website is you can uh, find other podcasts that I've done in the past. Uh, you can scroll down and you'll see that uh, on the bottom right-hand side of the page. Uh, you can go to go to those podcasts. You can um, share this podcast. Matter of fact, I would appreciate it if you would share a podcast. If you like this, go ahead and, and share it. Don't keep it all to yourself. If you don't like it, go ahead and share it. Don't keep it all to yourself. Uh, the, also, the um, you can find my books on there, the three books that I've written so far, and that is a historical novel, the um, the book Where is the Party, where it talks about where the parties stand in relation to the Ten Commandments, which these podcasts, this podcast series I'm doing right now is is uh, mainly coming from that book. And then uh, also you can subscribe to the newsletter. Now the newsletter, I don't bombard you with it, but you will get something every week when I do a podcast. And part of the uh, part of what I send out is a reminder that the podcast is out, but also if I reference any links, I put that in the uh, in the, the newsletter um, or the reminder really that the uh, podcast are out. I'll put that in there, and that that way you can go to the uh, go to the source itself and see what the uh, the actual source says. Uh, also, if you ever need a speaker, uh, feel free to contact me. I can come to your church, and uh, and I have a. A, uh, how do we how do we solve this problem of uh, what's going on in, in America? And uh, is there answers? Yes, there's answers. Matter of fact, uh, when I finish this series, I will, which will be in a few weeks, then I will actually do a podcast on really the best way to solve this problem of what the left is trying to do in America. And I can guarantee that it will work if we all do it. Uh, now, the uh, let's just go right ahead and get in. First, I want to get into this little sidetrack, if you don't mind, uh, with a story just to let you know the importance of what is going on out there and just how far they can take they can take these things. Now, you know, uh, there's the idea of this mask mandate. There's the idea of forcing people to take vaccinations uh, against their will. Uh, and so how serious can it get? Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, on December 30th, I was uh, in, I'd been in pain for a few weeks. Uh, I'd gone to a doctor. The doctor had uh, told me a few things to do, and he said if the pain persists after, after I try those things, then uh, I need to go to uh, an emergency room somewhere so because they'll have the equipment to find out what the source of that pain is. So I did what the doctor said, and uh, still yet, after, after a few days, uh, I still had the pain. And I waited a few more days because, uh, quite frankly, I don't like going to uh, emergency rooms or doctors, period, to be honest with you. But I was in enough pain, and it was persistent, and it was consistent, that I decided to go to uh, an emergency room. So I did. 
I went to uh, an emergency room. Actually, I went to one out of town. The first one I went to, which was right here in Lynchburg, uh, I showed them that I had a medical exemption to, from wearing a mask. And uh, so the the lady at the uh, uh, the kind of the vestibule area, when you first walk through the doors, she told me to go on in and show the letter to the person at the desk, which I did. And then we talked about it. I was looking around and I heard there was big long waiting lines at the emergency room. And just as I expected, there was. It was packed. So I thought, and I was also told, maybe if you go to Bedford Memorial Hospital, their emergency room won't be quite as uh, as long. So since I had no problem getting into the Lynchburg emergency room with the letter I had from a doctor giving me a mask mandate, I went to Bedford. Unfortunately, Bedford was going to be different. They refused treatment. Uh, now, because I was in pain, I was already in Bedford, uh, and I thought, well, I'll just and I'll I'll do what I got to do here. So I told a lady that I would uh, I would wear the mask. I'd do it under protest because I was afraid of having severe chest pains because that's what happens after I wear a mask for a while. And uh, so she just reminded me that uh, per the CEO and uh, the supervisor of the ER that I was not uh, I would not be treated unless I was uh, unless I was wearing the mask. And to make a long story short, actually the hospital did pretty well with me, except for one male nurse who took it upon himself to be judge, jury, and executioner. And literally, he was so rude, so mean, so nasty to me that I actually began to fear for my own safety. Now, I'm not the kind of person that walks around quaking or scared of other people, other men, but I didn't have the ability to defend myself against this person. If he wanted to accidentally do something, now, was it probable that he would do that? No. Was it possible? Anything is possible, especially in a setting where you don't, you can't defend yourself. I actually had security come in the in the in the room with me. It was a horrible experience. It was really one of the worst experiences I've I've had, where I had to choose between trying to get some kind of immediate uh, relief through an IV, and then whether or not the nurse that was treating me would actually do something accidentally. Uh, that would cause me even further injury. And so I decided, because the doctor had given me a prescription that, uh, for the antibiotics, uh, that I would, uh, risk, I would risk an extra so many hours and just go and get the prescription and skip the IV uh, because of just how horrible this person was treating me. And, the reason, and I had a legitimate medical uh, excuse. I wasn't being belligerent to anyone. I was, I was doing uh, as, I, as I was told. Uh, but at the same time, because uh, I feared chest pains more than I feared COVID, then I would, when I was uh, you know, by myself in the room, whatever, I'd pull the mask down. Uh, and most of the time I tried to keep it below my nose so that I could breathe because I was not wanting to have, have uh, these chest pains. And of course, that's something that this male nurse could not, uh, would not uh, allow. And he was uh, just, well, he was harassing me. So the idea is that what I'm trying to tell you here is we've got to be very careful about this. If they do this to a person that has a medical mask exemption and they refuse to treat somebody uh, unless they wear the mask, again, and that, by the way, could have caused me bodily harm. That was the position I was in. Do I risk it? And I knew I needed immediate relief from the, uh, the abdominal pains that I was having, so I decided that, yes, I would risk it. 
Uh, and uh, by the way, I'm much better now, thankfully. But again, these are the kind of experiences that we that we all can end up having if we don't tow the government line, if we don't tow the leftist line, because the leftist is the ones that are pretty much putting this out there. And, and the sad thing is a lot of conservatives are falling for it. Do a little bit of research on your own and don't research what CNN says or CBS says or what the White House says on this stuff because they're also they're obviously going to give you the left wing stuff. Don't forget there's a reason why Twitter is banning any kind of information out there that they say is misinformation when they're the ones peddling the misinformation. So really, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Get on Telegram. Uh, I'll share things on, on Telegram that's going to give you the truth behind a, a lot of this. And I say it's the truth because these are reliable sources. I've caught CNN and I've caught ABC and CBS and all these other ones lying to me on numerous occasions. These other people that I'll share with you, I haven't caught lying yet. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's what credibility is all about. And so anyway, uh, if you want to get with me on Telegram, uh, you, you, you can. And I do, uh, I do uh, suggest you do that because there's a lot of information out there that the left, left, uh, left-wing media, the liberal media, is not uh, allowing you to see in case you are missing it. Uh, now, back to this idea of what the, uh, about stealing. Uh, when I was a teacher, uh, actually, interestingly, I was, I was given a book while I was still in, in college. And uh, the name of the book I was given was The Religion of Secular Humanism in the Public Schools, and it was by a man named Homer Duncan. Now, that book was going to, it, what it did is exposed how teachers were teaching humanism and, and were unaware of it. Well, I had pride, and my pride said, hey, I know what humanism is. I'm not going to teach it. I'll know it when I see it. So I didn't bother to read the book until after I graduated, which didn't do me a lot of good because once I read the book, I realized I would have been teaching humanism, which is the philosophy behind the Democrat Party, which is a philosophy behind socialism. I would have been teaching that and not even know it. And let me give you an example, and this is a not an example that I made up. This is one of the scenarios that I was taught by the left. I was taught by the humanist I was, uh, that to teach to our children that it is okay to steal. And I'm going to give you the, uh, the entire story here, so just bear with me. Um, what I would do whenever I would uh, get ready to, to teach this, uh, at first I would ask the students, I'd say, how, how many of you believe in here believe that it's okay to, to steal? And about, uh, about, let's see, I think it was about 70% of my th- students thought it was wrong to steal. And so uh, you would think, okay, 70% think it's wrong to steal. Then I would ask the other 30%, well, why do you think it's okay to steal? And they said, well, it depends on the circumstances. And so then I would say, okay, well, here is something that I was taught to teach you to, to see if it's right or wrong to steal. And so I would give the story about a man who uh, he had, uh, he was married, he had three small children, and he was out of work. Matter of fact, he was homeless. They had found a shack out in the woods, and that's where they were staying. And so he would go into town, and he would try to find a job. And I'd say he'd go into town, and, and he would walk into a place and ask me, hey, do you, pardon me, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm homeless, I've got three small children, I need a job, do you, is there, do you have a job? 
But unfortunately, he wasn't able to find a job. Nobody needed anybody. So he tried that all day long. On the way back, as he's walking back through town to go out in the woods, to go to the, uh, the old abandoned house that was in the woods that his family was staying in, he happened to see some um, oranges. Now, these oranges were like in a produce stand outside of a store that were out there to let people know that the store had oranges and had other produce. And as he went by, he stopped and looked at those oranges. And he had to think to himself, my kids are hungry. I don't have a way to feed them. Uh, I've tried to get a job. I can't get a job. So then the question became, and this is what I was taught to teach, the question was, is it okay to, to take a few of those oranges, to steal some of those oranges, to take back to your starving family? And that was the end of it. That's what I was taught to, that was the question I was taught to ask. So what I would do, I was, I would get that far and I would say, so how many of you now think it's okay to steal? And at that point, nearly everybody in the class, you know, sometime I might have one holdout or whatever, and that one holdout would then uh, get all kinds of pressure from the other students to say that it was okay to steal because they would all say it's okay to steal eventually. And uh, by the point that, and I would actually let the uh, the other students peer pressure the one student that was holding out into finally caving in because that's what the left does. They use uh, bullying techniques. They use, uh, and that's called political correctness, to try to uh, force people into doing or believing as they do. Kind of like what's going on with these masks and these uh, man, uh, these vaccine mandates, uh, for example. And so anyway, so that by that point, I'd say, I would say, okay, now you have, you know, most of you are right now have said it's okay to steal. I said, but you've only been given one side of the story. You've been given the side of the story that humanism teaches. And humanism teaches that it's okay to steal under certain circumstances. It's called situational ethics. And that's what the left teaches, situational ethics. It goes against the Ten Commandments. It goes against thou shalt not steal. But again, the left, uh, they really don't believe in the Ten Commandments. They don't believe in, in God or the power of God. And so uh, I has to, had to say, well, there's more to the story. There's something else you can do. Can anybody tell me uh, what the Judeo-Christian ethic would say you should do in a situation like this? And then they would get kind of mad, saying that, hey, you've got to, you know, you've, some, you've got to feed your family, and you can't worry about it if it's right or wrong to steal at that point. You just got to do it. And I'd say, no, no, there's more to the story. I said, you've got to think a little bit deeper. You've got to stop, and you've got to say, okay, if it's wrong to steal, what can I do? Are there other options? And so then I would tell them this. I would actually uh, add to the story. Now, this, this, this is not what I was taught to teach. This is actually what a Christian, if a, a Christian who actually believes that thou shalt not steal is actually correct, I'd say, here's what you could do. I'm, I would give them a scenario, and I'd ask them questions along the way. I'd say, what do you think would happen if that same person, that same day, He'd gone to that store, the store where he'd actually stole the oranges from. And by the way, before I even get to that point, let me ask you this. This is what I would tell, this, tell the students. I'd say, let's, let's keep on playing out that scenario that you did think it was okay to steal, the, to steal those oranges. I said, you get back to the house. And when you get back to the house out there in the woods, uh, you walk in and the kids come running up to you and they say, Daddy, Daddy, did, 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 you, did you get a job? And you say, no, but I did get you something to eat. And you pull those oranges out. And you put those oranges on a table. Then you turn around to help your wife to get the, the, the cups to put some water in so the kids could have some water with the, the oranges. And when you turn back around, you had uh, five oranges laying on the table. Well, one of the oranges is gone now. Somebody stole the orange. 
Now, as the father, if you go over there and you say, whoa, 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 who stole the orange? There was five here, now there's four. And so one of the kids, they knew what happened because kids do know what happened. Matter of fact, probably all three of the kids knew what happened. They knew dad had stolen those oranges because dad didn't have a job. Dad couldn't buy those oranges. So dad, they figured, stole those oranges. Now one of the kids steals the oranges. As a father, what kind of moral authority do you have to correct your child now? And if you try to correct your child saying it's wrong to steal, when you just got through teaching them that it's right to steal, are they going to listen to you? No, because you don't have the moral authority anymore. You know, you might be able to try to spank them, but they're going to lose respect for you because you are spanking them for something that you just got through doing yourself. Or you are reprimanding them or you're doing something to them that they don't like, something that you yourself did. And so it's going to build resentment there. And that's not a good thing to build between you and your kids. So that's the kind of thing that the, the consequences of the left. And so now you've got a kid that thinks it's okay to steal. And by the way, maybe he can go further with that. If it's okay to steal, then maybe it's okay to do break the other Ten Commandments, you know, whenever I want to, however I want to, and who's going to stop me? You know, who knows what that could lead to. So let's get back to the alternative. What can you do? And think about that for a second before I actually get into it. If you're a Christian, and what would you do? What would you do if your family was, uh, was starving and you were out there and you're trying to find a job, you couldn't find a job, and you didn't have food to take back to them? And that's usually what the, where, where it ends because what I've done and what the left has done, uh, what the left taught me to do, was to create an emotional situation, an emotional situation so that the, that the student uh, or whoever heard the story would be in an emotional state and let, they would let the, their emotions override logically thinking or thinking the way that, it, that God would want us to think and think, well, there must be an alternative. So here's the alternative I would give the students. I would say, okay, what happens is this. You go up there. You've already spent all day trying to find a job. You come back. You look at those oranges. Man, you know, my kids could sure use something. It'd be easy to steal these. I can get away with it most likely. And if I do get away with it, at least I have something to feed my, my, my kids. But let's take this a step further. What if you go back in that store? That store you've already been in asking for a job. They didn't, they didn't have a job for you. You walk up there to the proprietor, to the owner of the store, and you say, pardon me, I know I came in here asking for a job. I know you don't have a job, but I've got a family that is very hungry. I know you have some oranges out there. If I sweep out your store, you can watch me as much as you want. If I sweep out your store, could I get five oranges? Now, what's the owner going to do? And I, by the way, I know this because I know store owners that have done this. He's going to say, if you sweep out this store, you do a good job, I'll give you those five oranges. And he hands the guy a broom, and he watches, because he's going to make sure you're not stealing other things while you're in there sweeping out a store, which is, you know, what he should be doing. So you sweep out that store. You do a very good job. Now, this is what I would ask the students. Will he give you those five oranges? And by this time, some of the students were picking up on what's going to happen. He would actually give you more than five oranges. He'd say, hang on. And he would go out over there, and then he would get you the five oranges. He would also get you a few extra things, put it in a bag for you. He might even put some candy in there for the kids. And then he would give you that bag and say, you know, if it gets bad again, come back and see me. I'm sure I could probably find something else for you to do. And then you are going to go home. You walk in the door carrying this bag of groceries. 
by the way, might probably include some milk with it and whatever. You walk in there, and you put that bag of groceries, and you take those groceries out, and you put them on the table. And you cause your kids say, Daddy, Daddy, did you get a job? You say, no, but I swept out this man's store for him, and this is what he gave me as a result. I only asked for five oranges, but he gave me all the extra in here, and plus he even gave some candy. And so you put that out. Then you turn around to go get the cups and stuff, and so you can pour glasses of either water or maybe even milk if the, if the proprietor gave you that, and he probably would have known you had kids. And so uh, you go over there and you look down. Now, will there be anything missing from that table that you had taken out? Most likely not because you didn't teach your kids to steal. But <laughs> what if there was something missing? As a father, do you have the moral authority to correct your child? You didn't teach your child to steal. And so if you say it is wrong to steal under any circumstance, and so whichever one of you kids took that, I want you to give it back. I want you to apologize. By the way, that's exactly what he'll do. And because you didn't teach him to steal. And so now you still have moral authority with your kids. See, there's consequences to our actions. If you justify doing something that is wrong, then you lose, as a parent, moral authority over your children. Or you lose respect or you lose credibility. If you are constantly lying, then will people trust you? Same reason I don't trust the media. Same reason I said that about CNN and CBS and stuff. I've caught them in too many lies. They've lost credibility with me. So I do not listen to them anymore and what they say. That is the difference between the left and the right. That is a difference between doing it Satan's way and doing it God's way. And if you want to know why we were having such a breakdown in society, it's because we've been doing it Satan's way and not God's way. Think. That's what I would tell these students. Think. Think about consequences. Think about alternatives. Think about doing something the right way. You don't necessarily do things emotionally. You don't take the easy way out. You don't teach your children it's okay to steal under different circumstances. You know, one of the big things people like to say is this world is nothing but gray. There's no black and white. Well, let me tell you something. That's something that Satan wants us to believe. There is right and wrong. There is black and white. Now, does that mean that everything is black and white and easy to discern? No, it doesn't mean that. It simply means that we do know what right and wrong is. And if you get in those situations where you're not sure what right and wrong is, and if you're a Christian, you've got a pretty good source to go to to ask. Ask God if it's right or wrong. And then follow his leading. Do what he says do on something. You know, do what God says, not what man says. God says, thou shalt not steal. Man says, it depends on the situation. Now, let's go look at the political parties for a second here. Which political party do you think holds to situational ethics? The one that holds to humanism, the ones that teach this, and that would be the Democrat Party. The Republican Party, thankfully, is built on the Judeo-Christian ethic. Now, that party believes thou shalt not steal. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people in the Republican Party that also have fallen for this lie of situational ethics. Some of you might have fallen for that. If God says it's wrong, it's wrong. And then if you choose to, uh, if you choose to somehow uh, do it your way anyway, well, just be prepared to suffer the consequences. You know, God has saved Christians through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
you know. And simply what that means is that we, if we sin, which we will, which we do, that blood covers us. doesn't give us a license to sin. We don't want to sin, but it's going to happen. You know, we're, we are sinners by nature. That's what the, you know, that nature is not done away with until, you know, we go before Christ. And then uh, he, he changes us completely fully. But what we do is we know right and wrong. We do our best to do right. And when we do wrong, we ask God's forgiveness. That's really pretty much what we do. Not for salvation purposes, but to restore the joy of our salvation. And that's a big difference. So God bless you. Um, you may want to check out my website, as I said, revolutionaryinsights.com. Uh, please share this podcast if you'd be so kind. And, uh, and if you have any questions, you can contact me through, again, my website, revolutionaryinsights.com. But I want you to have a very good day, and uh, may you have a very good, uh, very good year. And God bless you. Thank you.